Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Oh, need that this morning. Today is, say it with me, people, it is Friday. Woohoo! Uh, March 1st, 3 1 24. Uh, two months down of 2024 already. How that happens, I don't know. So, yeah, I was so tired today. Um, it's just, it's been a week. <laughs> Maybe I'm always like this, finishing a book, and I think I may say this every time, but, uh, yeah, I am tired. Uh, I It is not done. First Order of the Fail Realms is not done. It's not going to be done. Hear me out. Um, I have less than 5,000 words to go. I'm at over 75,000. But yesterday I got very little done on it. I kind of hit that grinding to a halt point. And I kind of know how it's going to end. Um, but I have two major secrets that have not revealed themselves to me yet. And I would just, sometimes I think it would be great to be that person who just picks and says, oh, it's going to be that it was this thing. And that's just not how my process works. And I know I sound like I'm arguing with you. I feel like I've been arguing with people this week. Um, there, yeah, <laughs> I probably won't even go into that. Uh, yeah, so it's just like, I also get kind of cranky when I get at this phase of the book and it's like, rah, 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 rah. it's exactly what I've been writing. Uh, so anyway, I still have a couple of big reveals. I'm in these last 5,000 words, which should be denouement, and it's not. And I know that the reason for this is, I had to sneeze. The reason for this is, is because I need to fix the beginning. Um, you know, so like I always give the advice, easier said than done, it, to have the, make sure the first 25% is solid and then the rest falls into line and what happened with this book because and I've talked about this already I won't go into it ad infinitum but with this book I've started and stopped so many times and it changed directions so I know I have to fix the beginning uh, this part of the whole thing with like the title change and now it's called the first order of the fey realms and we're not going to as many of the Fey Realms as I originally thought we were going to go to. And the stakes changed. The stakes got revised. And I've not yet revised them in the story. So yesterday I decided I've hit that point where I need to go back and revise from the beginning. So good news is I'm going back and starting my revision. Um, I think there will be more added to the end by the time I get there because I just know I'm going to be chopping some words from the beginning. We will, shall see how many get chopped. So I'm going to do that today. I hope um, I'm feeling a little brain tired. I have been um, this week on the dog walk, been listening to podcasts, which yeah, I think you all know that I'm like such a hypocrite. I like do a podcast, but don't listen to any. Uh, but I've been listening to, I love listening to Dan Savage's podcast, um, Savage Love. 
and apparently the way that I speak with my Western drawl, someone heard me say it as dead sandwich, which I think would also be a great podcast title. Feel free to use that. But no, Dan Savage. Um, and I started week last week, not just this week, but last week. And one of the gals in my Discord was saying that she thought she might have to give up podcasts because it was too much brizzy, busy brain work. That's not entirely easy to say. And I'm wondering if that's some of it. Um, I don't know. She was using the example, which I found really interesting. So Dina, shout out to you on this. I don't know if I said anything at the time, but I that uh, dog trainers say that to exercise your dog, um, instead of focusing on taking them on a very brisk walk, which is our impulse, is to let them go leisurely and do lots of sniffing because sniffing is busy brain work and it helps to expend energy for them. And it comes back to this thing that I have um, been saying and sort of like my circular realization as I do, discovering the same thing over and over again, um, that writing is exhausting. It is draining. And, and I still have this idea, probably from my Irish and Scottish ancestors, um, my, you know, the miners and the farmers, uh, sharecroppers, that only manual work is the tiring work, but no busy brain work is tiring. So I'm hoping that as I revise the beginning, I have several red herrings, um, things that I kind of threw in there because I thought they might play out something and also things that I thought I would get to that I'm not. I'm going to be cutting a lot of that stuff out. And hopefully the story will present itself. I, I think often of, um, I think it was Michelangelo who said that sculpting was a process of cutting away the stone that was getting in the way of us seeing the image inside. And that's what revising feels like. Uh, one of my friends said to me, I think just yesterday, <laughs> I was going to say the other day, but I think it was just yesterday um, that she was, when I said I was, this is what I was going to do. She said, oh, well, that's unusual for you because you write so clean. You know, you have such uh, clean versions when you finish a book. And that's true, but I always do at least one revision pass. And this one has gotten a couple because of its crooked path. I have never, ever, ever written a book where I did not go back and revise. My revisions go fast compared to some people. I don't spend months on revision like people often accuse intuitive writers of having to do. But it's definitely, um, yeah, it's, you know, takes me a week or two. And that's probably what this will take me. I am going to go visit my mom in Tucson at the end of next week. So I don't have a deadline for this revision. So it's okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
but I would like to get busy on Reluctant Wizard. And I will theoretically be getting line edits from Allie back at some point. I should tell you all, did I already? I did not. Uh, and I know this because the email exchange happened after Monday's podcast. This is the only reason that I know anything is by looking at dates. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, Editor Allie at Tor, who I know I've been like saying who she is all this time, but now that the announcement's officially official, I feel like I can be, I don't know. I, I want to say less guarded, but I've been saying her name all, all the time. Allie Fisher, executive editor at Tor, who's just a really terrific editor. I really like her. So she emailed me because, of course, I put the show notes or the link to the show in my email signature, um, which I still think is a good idea, but that I'm always surprised when people click on it. <laughs> it it's a very funny thing doing this, because maybe partly because I talk to my own face, uh, and even though you all send me nice comments and stuff, I'm always kind of taken aback when somebody knows something that I said on the podcast. It's like, oh, there are people out there listening. I, I treasure you all. I appreciate you listening. And yet there's still some part of me. I don't know. Maybe it's like the magic, the magic of the screen. It's like, oh, wow, people are listening. Okay. Maybe I should watch my mouth. <laughs> Every once in a while, I have that belated idea that oh, maybe I should keep my mouth shut. But I have bypassed many occasions to keep my mouth shut. Anyway, Allie, that's an old joke. I love that one. I think Ron White was the one who said it. I heard that. Um, so Allie replied on the email chain. She said, Jeffy, I watched your coffee video. I love that she called it my coffee video. Cheers. Uh, and loved it. What a cool, transparent, helpful way to talk through deals. And this is, of course, in reference to Monday's podcast, where I talked through what the publisher's marketplace announcement meant. And I was so happy. At first, I was like, as soon as I read, I watched your coffee video, I was like, oh, I hope I was good. <laughs> I hope I didn't say anything I shouldn't say. Uh and so I said, I'm so happy you approve. And I said, I believe in mentoring and sharing information. So it's great to hear you approve of what I said from the editorial side. And she said, I absolutely support it. It's so important to let folks in. And yeah, right there. And I'm so glad that Allie is someone who, who thinks that. Um, you know, letting folks in, banishing this idea that there are gatekeepers, right? You know, the the usual complaints about how traditional publishing works. So I thought that was lovely of her. Um, and then several of you pointed out that uh, I neglected that what the thing I forgot on Monday was to read to you Maria Vale's lovely blurb about Never the Roses. I'm really working on calling it Never the Roses so that I can get my mouth accustomed to saying that instead of saying Onira, um, which the transcript hates that word anyway. I have to fix it in all the places, and I don't think I get them all. Anyway, Maria had asked to read it. Maria is lovely. I love her book. She loves my books. It's a great friendship. We're rooming together at a polycon. But Maria says of Never the Roses. Every time I think that the borders of fantasy cannot be stretched, Jeffy Kennedy proves me wrong. 
She has reimagined magic into the shape of a dream with all the terrible and limitless possibilities of a fairy tale. But she has also remade enemies to lovers into something much more layered. Onira and M are not enemies. They are terrifyingly powerful weapons bound to the warring rulers who wield them. They have seen too much, done too much, leaving them uniquely suited to understanding the price of power and the wounds they both bear. Maria is so good at writing those things. And that's such a great encapsulation of what the story is about. I adore it. Um, all right. So otherwise, I, and I actually made a note. Um and yeah, I guess I will talk about it a little bit. Um, I saw somebody put up on social media just a single line saying, being a caregiver is lonely. And I thought that was interesting because as many of you may or may not know, I find myself in the role of a caregiver at this stage of my life. Uh, my husband, uh, 33 years, and that's gone fast too, has Parkinson's disease. And, you know, people ask me how he is. And I always say, well, progressive disease is progressive, you know, so it's sort of like he doesn't get better. <laughs> there is no getting better. It's only like gradually worse. Um, and, and I say to my friends sometimes that I don't always know how to answer that question. You know, how, how do I answer that? You know, and, and they are very compassionate and supportive of me. And they say, well, you know, we, we want to hear the truth and we want to um, be, you know, help you, help you process or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but you know, there's like not that much to say, but I was thinking about that, you know, is it lonely? And, and I've never felt like it's lonely. And maybe it's because I am fortunate to have so many good and supportive people in my life. But it is occasionally, I'm surprised I'm getting emotional about this. We were, David and I were talking about this in the car yesterday as I took him down for his doctor's appointment. And I was just talking about being, you know, tired, having a lot going on. And he said, well, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot for you to take care of me. I really did not mean to get weepy here. <clears throat> Probably should not have ventured into this onto a, a, a Friday morning. But um, it, it's interesting for me to evaluate that, to step back and say, because I don't feel like it's a lot. It's it's not, it's not like it's 24-7. It's not like, you know, like I'm, I'm not a nurse, right? But, you know, I am the, the primary breadwinner and... I do almost all of the household stuff. I do all the financial stuff. Um, and, you know, I said, you know, taking a step back from it that way, it is good to look at how much we take on. And, you know, listening to Savage Love, Dead Sandwich, um, you know, and some of the people talking about, like, you know, there are, male partners in particular, you know, like not helping with emotional labor stuff, not helping with the housework and that kind of thing. And, you know, well, and many women choosing not to opt into marriage now because they don't want to have to be 
the domestic help. They don't want to have to clean up after somebody else. And I think that there's a loneliness to that too. And, you know, talking with the gals in my discord about, uh, you know, trying to balance that, trying to balance raising children and, uh, you know, taking care of the household. And <clears throat> one gal was saying how she, uh, due to a scheduling snafu, you know, like her, she's going to be single parenting for the next two weekends. And so that means she won't get any writing done. And, you know, I, I think it can all be kind of lonely. Um, being responsible for getting all the things done, right? It can, can be a lot. So I didn't mean to delve into that a whole bunch, but I, because my point really was, is that I don't find caregiving uh, per se, lonely. Maybe, I don't know, maybe what we're thinking about is, you know, trying to get all the things done, right? Yeah. So um, I'm going to sign off slightly early today because I have to go speak in getting things done. I have to go get the oil changed in the car. So um, yeah, I'm, wish me well on this revision and I will talk to you all on Monday. I hope you all have a great weekend rejuvenating and well refilling. That is my plan. You all take care. Bye-bye.